Hello and welcome to the teaching podcast of Coastal Community Church, where our mission is to be love in Jesus Christ to the lost and found in our community. For more information about what Coastal is all about, visit SebastianChurch.com. Now please prepare your hearts to receive whatever God may have for you in today's sermon. I'm Seth, I'm one of the pastors here. You guys doing okay? Merry Christmas. Dude, first service was awake today, so you, I'm just kind of setting that bar high. Uh, so you guys need to like talk back um, in a good way, make some noise, you know, so, because otherwise, <laughs> first service will show you up, so. But I'm happy everybody's here, even if they're too quiet. Um, but do you, do you have peace today? Yes. All right, yeah, of course you do, you're at church. It's tomorrow you gotta worry about. So this is a season that's difficult because our peace leaks out of many different traumas and difficulties and challenges in our life. And that's what we're gonna be talking about over the next few weeks. I want to I wanna, um, just kind of make this personal to my church family for just a second. I wanna thank you guys for how you love us and how you support us and how you, um, how you pray for us. And, and you take like very seriously, um, you know, we've had 18 children uh, in and out of our home and uh, every single one of them, y'all have loved, y'all have cared for, uh, and we, we uh, so we had a, a rough patch um, with our foster son about the last five weeks, and um, he's old enough to choose uh, not to be a part of our family. And we're no stranger to saying goodbye, because, uh, you know, it's happened. Usually it's happening because the court you know, is making a decision to reunite or, you know, happy things like getting adopted by grandparents and things. This was not one of those happy things and it was really hard for our family. <clears throat> um, and I wanna thank all of you. So many of you came and, and met with him and prayed over him and tried to talk sense into him. And um, we still love him, we still care about him. And, and I want you guys not to forget to pray for him. And, um, you know, I also wanna say, cause some of you guys are like, see, that's why I'm not gonna be a foster parent, okay? Yeah. And I wouldn't blame you, um, cause it hurts. Um, but don't ever think for a second that because something is painful or difficult that God doesn't want you to do it. We, we are confident uh, when, when we said yes to bringing him into our family, we are confident that we said yes with, with God's confirmation saying, this is what you need to give this young man a chance, and we did. So we were, we were obedient. <clears throat> it wasn't comfortable. There were some fun times, it wasn't always fun. But, um, but now if you could just pray for us as we, as we heal and, uh, and recover from this, and, and let's not forget to pray for him as well. So I wanna thank you guys um, for loving on us. I, I, I posted something to Facebook um, with some more details, but honestly, like I'm, I'm kind of talked out, so don't don't be offended if I don't want to tell every detail. It just it's painful, and um, so I appreciate all of y'all praying for us and loving on us, and uh, yeah. So this is what it's like to follow what God says, even even when um, it's not always fun. So, um, but th th it's also not the end. Now my kids are like, when we getting a baby, we're gonna cool it for a little while. Okay, yeah, Samantha, sorry. Um, but, um, but we, are, we are grateful just to get the opportunity to minister. So, Lord, we come to you and um, we dedicate this service to you. We dedicate our lives to you. 
we are, we happily will do the hard things even when, even when it's difficult. Lord, we need your healing, each of us. I know that I'm not the only one who God has said, hey, this is something you need to do, but it's difficult. And so I ask for a special dose of courage and strength to everyone in here that's, that's in that situation, who's ministering to someone or who's taken in a child or a grandchild. Lord, we pray for peace and we pray for a future of hope for every scenario that's even the difficult ones. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So because, uh, because of how I opened this, I also wanna let you know that we kind of pulled the trigger early and we launched a grief support group um, because this time of year, there's plenty of grief and we wanna, be, we wanna make sure that resource is available to you. Um, Brenda Kandel, um, who is a trained grief support um, group leader, um, is gonna be leading that group. And you can find out more about that at sebastianchurch.com slash go. I just wanna throw that little commercial in there right at that moment, because we're gonna be talking about peace. And if you have had some losses in your life, either this year or even many years ago, but not quite yet, mm, it's still a struggle, then maybe uh, that group can be a help for you. All right, so we're gonna be talking about peace. We're gonna talk about the missing peace. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes we think we know what we want. Um, what do you guys want? What do you want? Okay, I'm gonna, do you wanna just shout it out? Anybody, what do you want? Anyone? A house, all right, cool or just an RV slot that's, that's closer to our church, right, more often. Money, okay, I heard money from one of my kids. Jobs, certainty. You know, I didn't let the people talk out like this in first service, so you guys behave, thank you. Okay, so you guys got a lot of good ones, um, I'm sure around this area somewhere. I want a boyfriend, okay, or a girlfriend. Okay, I don't know, whichever, you know, somewhere around there, you know, uh, we're looking for that, right? And, and so Wednesday, uh, it's youth night, uh, which is code word for my wife and I, date night, because the house empties and we're, we're gone, okay? And so we, we're, we're in the car and I asked my wife, what do you want? Surprisingly, she didn't say you, you, I want just you. Um, so I had to tell this story different because she's here. This, this first service, she was over there with the kids. Now I got to behave. But uh, she didn't say you. She said, um, I don't know. Where do you want to eat? And I said, I don't care. Uh, Mexican food? And she says, nah, that's not what I want. And I said, but you just said that you did. By the way, men, don't say that. Don't just... Don't say that. And then, <clears throat> so, so then I said, well, what, what do you want? What do you want? I don't know. And, and I said, but you, you just said you didn't. She says, fine, we'll go to Mexican. It's a bad deal. Men, it's, it's already gone south, right? And <clears throat> so we go to Mexican and it, the food was all right um, until after I woke up like at 11 o'clock and Mexican food doing what Mexican food does, right? You see, I thought I wanted Mexican food, but my wife was right. I didn't want Mexican food. Sometimes what you want is not what you really want. Not what you really want. If I'd have known, if I'd have had the foresight to know what that was gonna do to me, I'd have said, honey, 
I'm gonna sit here patiently and wait until you tell me exactly what you want to eat. And I'm not gonna move from here. I'm gonna just stay parked in the driveway until my beautiful bride tells me what she wants. You know, sometimes we, we think we want um, the money or the, the job or the, um, the house. <laughs> Nobody said a fishing boat to take the pastor fishing. Nobody said that. Uh, but you know, I know it's here. I know, I feel it. Oh, the Lord is speaking to me. Somebody in here, somebody in here wants a fishing boat. Lord, you know it. <clears throat> and, uh, and you take me fishing, that'll just double your peace, right? Oh, hey, um, a house is good, you know, but they break. Just, just kind of FYI, I think, I think y'all know that. Job is great until, you know, it's not. Um, yep, jobs are awesome until there's struggles. Um, marriage, great. Hey, it is awesome, like seriously. But it is not always awesome. Just shh. Parenting, oh, I just want another kid, I want another child, or I want a child. Hey, I, I hope you have that joy. But they will, they will take your peace like nothing else on this planet. They will destroy your peace from the moment that they don't sleep to the moment that they wanna borrow your car to the moment that they wanna leave you and marry someone, break your heart, you know? That kind of peace doesn't, last. Money's great, it solves problems, but doesn't provide lasting happiness. A good husband, um, you just saw a little interaction here. Sometimes we don't really know what we should say, and we say stupid stuff, and it takes away the peace. But what you really want, I want to I wanna suggest to you, I'm going to tell you what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> you want a peace. You want peace. Some of the older people in the room are like, why did everybody laugh right? Just Google it, okay? And I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want, okay? Peace, we, we want peace because we think that we'll get peace when we have a home, you know, a nice house to live in, on a nice neighborhood, nice neighbors, you know, maybe it has beautiful trees in the yard, okay? We think we'll get peace when we get a job, but there'll be someone there who will take it from you. And we think we'll have peace when, when we have a beautiful baby boy and, and we think we'll have peace, right? Right? We think we'll have peace. You think you'll have peace when you get a boyfriend. Um, trust me. He'll be an idiot at some point. Okay? Here's, here's the deal. You're looking for peace in the wrong place. That is what you really, really want. But you won't really, really get it in any of those places. Isaiah chapter 26, verse one. We're gonna be going there in just a minute. You can follow along on the screen um, or if you brought a Bible or you have a, uh, a version Bible app, um, please follow along. That way you can keep up. Isaiah 26, one. I wanna give a little context. Isaiah is a prophet and he's telling about a future. Right now they're in a mess, they're having difficulty, but he's talking about a future hope. He's talking about a future where there's gonna be just unbridled worship and praise, they're gonna be excited about what God is doing. Right now, not too excited about what God is doing. In fact, they're waiting for God to do something different. I don't know if you've been there. And so this time he's saying, hey, in the future, this is what it's gonna be like. Let's read Isaiah chapter 26, one through four. 
In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. Our city is strong. We are surrounded by the walls, by the walls of God's salvation. Notice the metaphor. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. This is our key verse for the day. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Isaiah's promise is he will keep, God will keep you in perfect peace. I don't know about you, I'm more familiar with imperfect peace. The imperfect peace that happens when something good happens and you're like, ah, oh, this is great. Isn't life amazing? And then it just goes to crap again, right? Let me, let me tell you how imperfect peace, maybe there's some really spiritual people here who have perfect peace all the time and it never wavers. This, you know, maybe tune into something on your phone for a minute, but we're gonna talk to the real people in the room. Like when, when, you, when you know what God says is true, you know that he will never leave you or forsake you. You know that he will provide all that you need. You know that he will take care of your children. But some crap is going on right now and you're having trouble keeping your faith with all that you see with your eyes. And so we can struggle a little in our peace. We can have imperfect peace if we're looking at the wrong metric or the, law, the wrong source for our peace. We say, I'm good. God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. More poop hits the fan. God, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I don't understand what this is here. I did everything I was supposed to do. Why, why did it not all turn out like I thought it should? Uh, that word peace in that passage is shalom. Everybody, can you say that? I think if I'd have said, what do you think that Hebrew word is for, for peace? Somebody in here probably would have known that, right? Because shalom is a common, it's a common cultural word used in uh, Jewish people as well as some other, uh, even some believers, you know, greet with shalom, shalom, yes. It means peace, but it's peace to a completeness that isn't communicated with just the simple English word peace. It's, it's wholeness, it's re relational wholeness, it's completeness in, in a way that no other completeness is. It's um, fullness of peace, fullness of peace with God, others, and ourselves, regardless of circumstances. Now we have this perfect peace in the English version. It says perfect peace. Two words are translated into perfect peace. We get that from two words, okay? The first one is shalom. And then the second one is shalom. So nice, they said it twice. Shalom, shalom. Like, in other words, sometimes we get so um, culturally numb, complacent. Like, hey, Jewish people, you've heard shalom, and you've heard it so much, you've probably forgot what it really means. And you guys greet each other every day with shalom. And so it kind of, you guys have forgotten like that that's the whole deal. That's wholeness. 
and it's only through God himself. And so I'm gonna tell you, like, like I'm gonna tell you, I, I don't want just shalom for you. I want shalom, shalom. Are you getting it? Like peace, peace. I don't just want peace. I want peace, peace. Perfect peace. That is what's being communicated here. Peace isn't found in the absence of problems. No. Okay, that kind of peace doesn't exist. Sorry, um, I did not sell that. This is not a bait and switch. Peace is not found in the absence of problems. Peace is found in the presence of God. You will, you will always have problems, but you will also have the presence of God. And if God is the source of your perfect peace, your shalom, shalom, then whenever you have problems, as long as you still have the presence of God, you have peace and problems. Shalom, shalom is not contingent upon circumstances, political, financial, uh, marital, family. Your kids don't have to obey everything that you say for you to have shalom, shalom. Sometimes like we were doing decorating. Sometimes you need some shalom, shalom, like just get out of here, everybody. I just do this myself, right? Just everybody get out of here, go away from here. I need some shalom, shalom. No, you can have shalom, shalom, when your kids are driving you absolutely crazy, crazy, cray, cray, okay? Uh, all right, we'll move on from that one. You guys still with me? Okay, just making sure. So the battle for peace, if, if God says, hey, you can have shalom, shalom, we're gonna find out here how. How do we have shalom, shalom? How do we have shalom, shalom? The battle is fought in our head. The battle is beginning in our minds. That's that whole thing I was talking about. I, I know what God says is true, I know. But then there's this data that I'm seeing in my life and I'm, I'm doubting what I know because of what I see. And so the battle begins in our heads. And our heads is where peace leaks out of. You got any peace leaking out today? You got any peace leaks? Peace leaks. I'm saying it really carefully. Peace leaks, okay? Peace will leak out of your head like nowhere else. So the battle for peace begins in our minds. Um, I wanna also say perfect peace is not just a religious carrot that's dangled in front of spiritual people's faces like some unattainable goal. The Bible's talking about this because we can get it. The Bible's talking about this because the Prince of Peace has come here to heal all, to patch all the leaks so that you can have perfect peace. So I wanna look at Isaiah chapter 26, verse three, our key verse for today in the New Living Translation as well as the NIV that clock is running fast today, so you're just gonna have to bear with me. Isaiah 26.3, you will, NLT says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Let's switch to the New, New International Version, the NIV. You will keep in perfect peace <clears throat> those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I'm kind of teasing out different truths from this passage. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. That means they don't move around. They're not unstable. They're not running around wondering, you know, oh my goodness, 
bad stuff happened. You should just know bad stuff's gonna happen. But that does not impact the presence of God from which you derive your peace. I wanna, um, I wanna teach you one more Hebrew word, and this one you may wanna cover your mouth for. This is the word for fixed. When, when, um, when we go back to the New Living Translation, the end of that, it says, you will keep in perfect peace all, whose trust, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. That, that Hebrew word is <coughs> samach. All right, that's really weak. You're gonna have to do better than that. Samach. Yes, good. A few of you covered your mouth. That's good. Some of you need to clean the spittle off your shirt, right? It means to lean completely to fully rest oneself. Fixed. If your mind, your mind might need fixed, okay? You need some samach up here, okay? You got some other up here, but you need some samach up here. You need to, you need to lean completely on God. When your brain starts going a million different directions and, 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 and peace starts leaking out, it's because you haven't fully samach on God. He has to be our focus. He has to be our boss. He has to be the lens through which we interpret truth. So if peace is missing, you have to fight to get it back and the battle for peace begins in your mind. Peace leaks out of the holes in our thinking. How we think determines whether or not we get to hang on to our peace or whether it's constantly leaking. Peace leaks out of the holes in our faith. When we are, when something bad happens and immediately we go to the worst case scenario, like this will never work out instead of believing that God called you to this and he's gonna take care of you, there's some holes in your faith that, are, that, that are, are leaking out all of your peace. Peace leaks out of the holes in our thinking. Peace leaks out of the holes in our faith. But the holes in our thinking come from the holes in our heart. And the holes in our heart are, Typically, you know, trauma-related, uh, we got our feelings hurt, we have a serious loss, we've been treated in, in, with an injustice, we, we, and so you have to actually go to the root of the issue before we're ready to have a faith that can, that's, that has the capacity for perfect peace, for shalom, shalom. We have to have a heart that's healthy. We have to have, we gotta deal with our stuff. We gotta, we gotta ask the Holy Spirit to begin patching up the holes in our heart so that the holes in our thinking can be patched so that the peace can stop leaking out. Uh, that passage says, those who trust in him Everybody who trusts in him has perfect peace. And how do they do it? By leaning 100% fixed on God. So I wanna talk about, we talk about faith kind of like probably about as bored as the Hebrews are with the word shalom. I read, I read something from Charles Spurgeon last night and I wanna share it. If it sounds like I just learned it yesterday, <clears throat> I did. 
Um, but I, I want to I throw this definition of faith at you because it, boy, it resonated with me. Faith is made up of three components. Number one, knowledge. Number two, belief. Number three, trust. That is a sequential development of faith. Before you can move on to belief, you first have to have the knowledge. So you go from knowledge you, and you have to decide, hey, this is truth, okay? You go from knowledge, you have to allow yourself to be exposed to the truth and receive the truth. And when you decide that really is truth, that's the belief, that's in the center. And then when you move from belief into, I'm gonna implement this, that's trust. Now together, when you go on that continuum, that is how faith grows. What's really amazing is God has a plan to develop your faith for each of you, and he's bringing you along that plan. So when I, when I say, all right, I believe, I, I know that Jesus is the son of God, and now I'm gonna decide, I believe that he died for my sins, and I'm gonna trust him with my everyday life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on him, I'm gonna keep fixed on him. And then God does something in my life that there is no way it could have happened without him, okay? Now we go back to the beginning because now we got new knowledge, right? You didn't know God could do that before because your faith wasn't developed enough, but now we have new knowledge and now we believe God for even more. We've seen what God can do with our own eyes and so now we're gonna believe God can do even more than I thought he could and our faith is growing, see? And then, then we trust him even more. We take a bigger leap. And then God goes, oh, you thought that was big? Here's something even bigger, boom! Now I have more knowledge, and now I'm gonna believe him in, for greater things, and I'm going to actually put into action what I believe. I'm gonna actually live out what I believe. That is how your faith grows. You can't just raise your hand on Sunday morning, I follow Jesus, and then your faith is instantly there. You have, to, you have to decide, okay, this is truth. This is what I'm gonna do with truth. I'm gonna believe it, and this is how I'm gonna live my life. I'm going to implement it. I'm going to surrender fully. I'm gonna commit to following. I'm gonna let God be my boss. This is how our faith must develop, church. No matter whether you decided to follow Jesus yesterday or you're not ready yet, this is the continuum that God wants to bring you through. So we have to do that samak. We have to plug those holes that our peace is leaking out of in our thinking, in our knowledge. We have to plug those holes that are being leaked out of our faith, in our belief, in our trust, <clears throat> so that God can blow our minds again and our faith can grow. Secondly, God will keep you in perfect peace. Same verse, God will keep you in perfect peace. Who, who's gonna keep you in perfect peace? It is not your job. It is not your job. You can't do it. If that's your job, you, do, you suck at it. You don't do a good job at it. You should be fired. You do not do a good job of, of perfect peace. You, you may have a little shalom, but you don't have shalom, shalom. You have what might look like peace, but it doesn't last. But he says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. 
And so all you have to do is trust him. All you have to do is keep your thoughts fixed on him and he's gonna do the part of making sure the shalom, shalom doesn't end. And then you, maybe you get some shalom, 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 shalom. There's no limit. God will keep, keep that peace coming. We can see that God is keeping our peace when... Um, you know, it's easy to keep peace when everything's going awesome. Everything is awesome. And this isn't even a Lego movie. And then everything is not awesome. Welcome to reality. Everything is not going to turn out the way we want it. Babies will die. Loved ones will go before we're ready for them to go. And if we do not have an eternal peace that is based on someone bigger and stronger than us, that crap hurts so bad we may lose all the peace we ever had. God will comfort us when the shalom, shalom has departed and we're dealing with grief or we're dealing with hurt. God will keep you in perfect peace. We don't have to deny our feelings and pretend that we're okay. We don't have to, we don't have to fake it till we make it or when we come to church, praise God. You know, we don't have to do that. We can be real. Some of you have asked me how I'm doing lately and I've been real. You know, it's been a struggle, you know, but we're okay. We're moving forward. We have a peace that doesn't depend on children doing what we want them to do, praise God. We have a peace that doesn't depend on money being where we want it to be, which of course is in our bank accounts, right? Amen? <clears throat> we have a peace that doesn't depend on who's politically in charge. We have a peace that doesn't depend on, <clears throat> on, on the drainage in Felsmere. Amen. We have a peace that goes beyond all those things, all the, lo the logical things. Because God keeps us in that peace. It cannot be my peace. Seth's peace is about this big. I got peace about this long. Peace, my peace is totally understandable. If you have peace for me, it's because good things are happening. That's my peace. But peace from God is huge. We have to reach the end of our peace and jump into his. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. This is Jesus speaking. Peace I leave with you. When he went up to heaven, he didn't take it with him. He left it with us. My peace I give you, I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 14, 27. <clears throat> Jesus says, my peace my peace. If, you, if your peace isn't Jesus' peace, get ready, because it's gonna go away. My peace, I leave with you. He doesn't give as the world gives. That means he's, he's not gonna take it away. It's not gonna be contingent on circumstances because peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is the presence of God. We will not find it in the absence of problems because the absence of problems is a mirage that does not exist. 
but we will find peace in the presence of God in spite of our problems. So I wanna ask you, where is your peace leaking from today? Because perfect peace is his peace. I wanna read this passage. Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven. Could y'all read this with me? It's on the screen. Verse six, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's read seven again. Three, two, one. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, where does peace leak from? Our hearts and our minds. We get our peace from God. He's the one, it becomes this cycle of God healing us, God preserving us, God protecting our hearts and our minds so that we can experience perfect peace. Could I have our our leaders, our prayer team come forward, please? At this, the beginning of the Christmas season, I, I wanna provide an opportunity for a few, I wanna provide an opportunity for you to come forward for prayer because sometimes when we have a missing piece, um, we need more than just you and you and Jesus, you know, hold up in a room by yourselves. You need your church family to surround you and lift you up and to encourage you. So could we stand as we, as we invite those to a time of prayer who, man, your peace is just leaking out. You know, God may have brought you here today to patch those holes. You wanna go out from here, still leaking peace into the holiday season? When Jesus says, you can have peace that transcends understanding. That will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So like if God brought you here to get those holes patched, would you have the courage to come forward so we can pray over you? There's nothing to be embarrassed about. This is your church family. Maybe someone next to you is visibly lacking peace and you need, they need you to walk forward with them. This is our church family, so help them out. Maybe for you, you, you are here and you've been saying no to Jesus. You've been saying not yet to Jesus or I'm just not sure to Jesus. Today's the day. Today's the day. Why, why wait any longer? You can have shalom, shalom right now by putting your faith in Jesus. You have the knowledge It's time to believe that what you've seen is true, that you can. Today's the day you wanna put your faith in Jesus for the first time. We invite you to 
to come forward and one of us can help you put your faith in Jesus today. Cookie, can I have you come forward, please? There is space here for you. Peace isn't found in the absence of problems, but the presence of God. <clears throat> Would you pray over the people that are coming forward? Would you pray over them? You're part of this family. Lord, we pray over those who still need to put their faith in Jesus. For those who are, they think they have what they want. <laughs> they think they know what they want, but what they're lacking is you. We invite them, Father, would, would you just take off the shackles that are holding them, take off the shackles of embarrassment and pride. Let them be willing to embrace you this morning. Don't let what anyone else will think of you keep you from embracing Jesus this morning. We are here for you. We're your church family. Start your faith journey this morning. So there at your seat, Maybe today's the day you wanna start your faith journey, but you're, you're not quite there yet for walking forward and that's okay. But I wanna invite you to go to Jesus yourself. He's waiting for you. He's not waiting for you to get your crap together. He's waiting for you to finally believe that he is everything you need. He's not waiting for you to get a full understanding of all the doctrine. He's waiting for you to just say, I believe. I believe this much. He knows everything you've ever done. And he loves you anyway. He knows all my sins, all your sins. He knows your doubts. <clears throat> quietly at your seat. Would you be willing to pray with me? Put your faith in Jesus for the first time. We go through the ABCs in this prayer. That way you can remember it's not the words, it's the heart. But we're gonna pray and admit that we've sinned. We're gonna believe that Jesus has died as a perfect sacrifice for my sins. And we're gonna commit our lives to following Jesus. Would you pray? Dear Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. Jesus, I believe that, I believe in your sacrificial payment for my sins. And I commit to live my life surrendered to you. You are my boss. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know what your next step is in faith. Um, we talked about moving from knowledge to belief to trust. Maybe for you, you need to get baptized uh, and take that public profession of faith. For you, maybe um, going to this grief group is something you need to 
think about uh, for, for, for patching some of those holes in your heart with fellow believers. <clears throat> Maybe for you, you just need to reach out and tell somebody, I put my faith in Jesus, what next? We have some, we have some resources for you. We'd love to help you grow. Um, there are people here who love, love to see people who are far from God come to him. So Lord, we're grateful for what you're doing here in our church and in our own lives. We pray for peace that transcends understanding, peace that guards our minds and our hearts in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening and we hope you were blessed by today's teaching. We would love to connect with you and here are some ways you can connect with us. You can submit a prayer request, find a life group, or check out some of the upcoming events at sebastianchurch.com go. Join us here again for the next episode.